0: Hello guys and welcome to to Happy Happy Single Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! (laughs) Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life can you really be happy and can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa.
1: your arms, I lose control
0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I am your host Khalifa, and today we have a magnificent lady from the UK. Guys, can you believe I got someone from the UK? Everyone I seem the interview is always from the US, from from China, from Nigeria, but she is from the UK. I'm so happy, and um, her name is Nikki, and she's got her own magnificent page called NLB Underscore Fitness Underscore Eighteen. Nick, he is a single mama just like us and she focuses on fitness coaching and she also has her own dance studio. Her page says I help single moms get fit in mind and body feeling more energized and I absolutely love that because at the beginning of the year I went on this like fitness journey and I didn't think much of it but I kid you not ladies once you tap into you know putting yourself first, putting your body first. It changes things that you actually release endorphins of happiness when you get fit and just, you know, putting your body first. So I love the fact that you, you know, you're helping a lot of mums. And I don't know whether a lot of you mums know that when you act like if you go through therapy, they say like you need to get outdoors, do your 10,000 steps like that's actually part of therapy. And you are helping so many single mums get fit. So please, Nikki, I've given you like an introduction. Please introduce yourself to the audience about yourself and what you do.
1: Oh, thank you. No, that was so nice. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I do. Like with the with the single mums and mums in general, just helping them with not only the physical but mind as well. Like you said, it helps so much when we take our our health into our own hands and focus on that literally transforms your life it transforms everything and I think every single thing starts with health and how we take care of ourselves because if you think about it if you're not obviously right within like your own mind your own health that's going to have a knock-on effect with, with the way that you parent the way that you are within work the way that you are with like your friends and like family and things like that because everything to do with health has a knock-on effect. Because like the stresses of life, mood, things like that. Everything to do with health will help that. So once you take control of your own health, and this is what I'm bang on about with my ladies all the time. i like, it starts with you. If you're feeling a type of way within your work, if if you're feeling a type of way within a relationship or a friendship, look from within. That's why I always say, like, start with you. Where you know, how can you better yourself before putting yourself out there with other things and in, in, in to do with the world? So I think everything that I kind of like preaches, it all comes back to like that health is in mind and body. And um, so yeah, that's basically what I do, and I've, I've started it since I started it from eighteen. And um, yeah, so quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, wow, wow. That's amazing. And like there's
0: that quote, what does it say? Like health is wealth. So yeah, it's wealthy. Yeah. It actually is. So can I find out a bit about your single mummy journey? Tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah, of course. So I've not really gone into depth about this that much on even on my own page, but I um, I became a single mom at about 18, 19. Um and it was it was really tough actually. and um, so I we we still like co parent now, but I decided to um spoke with her dad pretty much when she was born, so she was six weeks old. Um, so I've been a single mum ever since, um, and doing it on my own. And I was on the other end of like health, so to say, I was kind of burnt out, you know, kind of postnatal depression, I think postnatal depression I had but it was also like overwhelm and I think becoming like a mom so young Um, so I was quite down I think really really low at that time as a single mom trying to find myself as um, just coming out of my late teens but then also becoming a mom it was all quite confusing at that time um, and I did struggle quite a lot and I think I turned to and things like drinking and smoking and things like that which obviously didn't help and then once I started to look within and start to decide right what do I actually want out of life and how do I actually want to raise this beautiful little girl that's come into the world and I started to flip everything and because I used I I was thinking at that time oh my gosh I can't believe like I'm pregnant I can't believe I'm gonna have this baby on my own and all this and everything was quite negative and people know me now and they say you're such a positive person Nikki like how but everything at that point it was like all doom and gloom so what I just I don't know if it was just like a moment that I had or all the time but I started to turn all the kind of things that I viewed as negative into like a positive and I thought how can I make the absolute best out of this situation and again it came back to me and I thought, well, what do I want to do with my life now? Um, What can I do? And I never thought that, because I knew I wanted to do things in health and within like the dance industry. So I just decided to do both. So I was literally studying uh, at college to get um, everything to do with like my dance uh, degree and things like that. And then I did um, personal training. I would teach in like 15 to 20 classes a week while I was studying as well. Um, so a lot lots going on, but I... But whilst you were pregnant as well? So this was after I had her, so this was when she okay, was like okay. two, um, about two, two and a half to about five, like I just studied and studied and I, I finished like all my courses, I just did everything that I wanted to do. It was tough, obviously, balancing it, um, but I knew that this gave me kind of that joy and I knew that I was so passionate about this, so...
0: What motive? Because I, when I got pregnant with my son, I was doing my, um I just started my master's and I had an option to drop out and I was like, no, I'm not going to drop oh, out. No. So what like motivated you? Because I do have a lot of mums that do say to me that I would love to go back to study. I would love to do so, I'd love to do that. But do you know what? I'm going to wait until mm-hmm. my little one's a bit a bit grown up and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting. So what like stared you on? You've got a little one, and a, a daughter that's two years old. And you're like, no, I actually want to pursue this. What were the motivating factors for you?
1: So, well, to be honest, going back to obviously when I actually was pregnant, I was still in college at that time. So a lot of it was the outside noise, I think, that motivated me a little bit because I had a lot of you can't do this kind of thing. You know, I had a lot of, um, I actually had, which was actually really bad, my college tutor at the time basically telling me to get a termination yeah and and that as I'm so confused I'm there as you know I'm wanting to do this I'm thinking I I can do this while being pregnant but I'm still so young right and then I've got my tutor who I'm looking up to saying you won't be able to do this your life's going to completely change I think you should think about you know obviously not having the baby and I was so at that point but then I was so confused but then that still for some th- some reason that kind of gave me that drive and that still spurred oh me off so you have all this outside noise saying you can't do it you know you need to kind of think about this way but who's to say that they know how you're going to navigate your life only only you know what you want so I had the motivation really in a little in a little sense to kind of put prove people wrong but then also yeah. I just wanted to I wanted to prove like everyone's saying I can't do it and I don't really like being <laughs> told to do it <anything, laughs> you know so I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this the motivation came from like um, almost starting with self doubt but then wanting to change that self doubt and the only way I could do that was to prove to myself you know so I had to go through the hard had bit of actually going through it. I was actually in a dance show at seven weeks pregnant. <laughs> I had to finish my exam to do the dance course, and she said you've still got to be in the show. I said I'll be in the show. It's fine. And I was in the show at seven weeks pregnant, seven months Three pregnant. Weeks, seven months. A little yeah. bit now. So, so
0: did you have like a support system around you? I know you said that you had some negative voices, like your the, your someone from your college. And obviously, I, I don't know the dynamics between you and, and the father at the time when you were pregnant and even after. So let's just talk about after you had your, your little mm-hmm. one. Did you have a support system in, or did you cultivate one? Did you find other people that you could speak to when you had your down days? Because I think ultimately, us, uh, us as mums, we can get up, we can motivate ourselves, but you do need someone that you can call and be like, oh, it's not a good
1: day. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. that. Oh, I feel that. To be honest... I had good friends at that time. Like, I, I, they're not in my life at the minute, but at that time, like, they were there when I needed them at that time, I think. But then my my family, I, my family is so good. Um, My mum was amazing. She was just, she was my rock, actually. She really, really was. She was so supportive um, because I obviously knew that I was going to carry on with the pregnancy, whereas on the other on her dad's side that they didn't want that so much um so again it I was taught yeah. but I had that support and that rock figure of my because my mom was a single mom of four and um, yeah so she she helped me um a lot and my brothers my sister like my cousin like I did have quite good support network there and then with friends so I definitely had that But it was obviously on the days where they're all doing their off doing their own thing, you still left on your own. And so, um, but I still had that.
0: So, like, what valuable lesson would you say you've learned from like being a single mum? What advice would you give to a single mum listening now that, you know, maybe the stage that you were at where you were pregnant and as well as the stage where you were at when you you had her and you wanted to go back to to school? So, what lessons would you, you know, would you, what advice would you give to a single mum with that?
1: Um, I'd probably say along the way you learn your worth, hundred percent. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You really do. You learn your worth, and you also you also learn how you want to bring up like your child without any extra other influence. You can kind of be confident in your own abilities to be able to do it. And I think by having that time on your own and not having the choice to rely on absolutely everyone or a partner, you're almost forced to do that. But I think it's good. You know, I do think it's good. So I think definitely valuable lessons for me is to have that time to learn and understand what I want out of life is, and not just thinking how, like, how you should raise your your children, but what do you as a mum, you know, as a, a, because you're still yourself, right? We kind of, think I just have this title as mum but no you you know I'm still Nikki you know you know so it's like what do I want and so learning like those lessons of understanding what I want out of life over that time are so valuable I think huge and understanding your values as well like things that I used to value obviously that age at 2021 compared to now has changed but I think if I didn't have to go through the journey as being a single mom I think things that have been a lot different I think my values have like grown with us kind of thing if that makes sense so um, and how I want to and I do I, yeah I
0: do think it's a beautiful thing to grow with your child yeah because no, like, I don't think I'm not a big strong believer in like you should be your friend your 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 kid's mate at that yeah. time but I do think especially with single mother that there is like a juxtaposition where you are friends but you are the parent as well and you're both learning together as you go yeah. and I think that that's just it's so it's such a beautiful thing whereby um I, I've shared it on on the page on my Instagram that uh, when was it last week my son it was on the Sunday morning I woke up and I was really angry I don't know why I was I was cheesed off Nikki I was just angry I woke up and I was <laughs> cheesed off yeah when I was like hurry up do this blah blah blah, you know. And my son turned around, he was like, Mommy, he's like, I'm happy. He said, I don't know why you're upset, but I'm happy, mommy. Keep your energy. And Nikki, wow. I clutched my invisible pearls <laughs> and said, Oh my freaking da-. Because the thing is, he was right, yeah. He didn't say in like a rude, cheeky way as well, it was yeah. just him being honest. It was yeah. like, I'm I'm happy, mommy, like you're upset, and I don't know why you're upset because I haven't done anything, but you just it's, it's a choice that you were making. Exactly. and." I, I am, this is where I'm at. And when I looked at him, I was like, wow. I said, okay, I'm let me sorry. Yeah. And I changed my behavior. But I say that to say this that as a single mom, I have created a space whereby he can say that. Yeah. When I grew up, I would never be able to say that to my mom. Like, yeah,
1: that's not like, true.
0: Yeah. Like, why are you so angry? You know, like I've got a
1: whole African mom. So you could just. <laughs> understand. But it's good, I, like they teach us they teach us a lot as well don't they like because we have yeah. that like space and all that time with them they t- they can teach and we can take a lot from them as well yeah yeah awesome. definitely I, I I love it I love it it's it's a, it's, it's very humbling
0: it's very very humbling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to ask you because obviously we're in November now yeah and mm-hmm. we're gonna see the quotes everywhere on Instagram oh yeah. new year new me new year new me you know everyone's gonna you know join a gym membership <laughs> everyone's gonna have a meal plan, oh yeah cooking as a fitness coach Nikki yeah mm-hmm. honestly please tell us as single moms us trying to juggle every freaking ball how can we set fitness goals and blimmin keep them
1: <laughs> right so that's a really good question that is a really good question and it's not something that I get like just obviously new year new me it's something that I'll get all the time and yeah. um, because mums we're balancing everything right we are yeah. balancing so much and one of the biggest things I can say to a mum like trying to fit in obviously fitness within everything else that we're doing is to not look at other mums doing well everything because you will look at a mum doing a fitness regime maybe she's going to the gym for an hour a day and she then she goes in the sauna and then she goes for a coffee she might have a little bit more time for that do you know what I mean she might be a stay-at-home mum whereas then you're looking from the outside in and thinking I should be doing that well no you you know you need to look at what you can do straight away that's what I'd say is, is, is look at where you are now and what is realistic for you as a mum, as a single mum, what is realistic to me, rather than comparing yourself to other mums, how they're doing it, you know, and sometimes with some of my ladies, they don't even start like training in the gym, I literally start them off with, I always say movement is best, so you can incorporate movement with your child, like take them trampolining, go swimming, go dancing, like ice skating, like just incorporate movement into every single day of the week if you can or at least a couple of times a week again going back to what's realistic for you because if you're trying to obviously look at what everybody else is doing it it throws you off Then you kind of then feel guilty and then you start to feel overwhelmed and then you're like oh what's the point I might as well give up right now <laughs> you know whereas if you take a step back and think okay what's what's my schedule looking like now what's my energy like now how well, how much can i give to this what's realistic and you always start there and sometimes some you know you can be flexible with it you don't have to think right this is this is it now right for january till december this is all i'm going to do this is how i'm going to do it because as we know things are going to come up things change we're going with our uh, mood causing and waves, energy things with children events in our lives, whatever that is. So you have to be flexible with your routine and not think that... uh, I think it has to be a part of you, you know. Your health journey has to be a part of of who you are to then make it easier, to then develop it. Yeah,
0: and I I, I agree with you 100%. And I think that sometimes when you you have a plan and you decide to stick to the plan, it makes you trust yourself. I think sometimes as single mums, we tend not to trust ourselves in certain things you know hence why some moms will be calling the, the child's fathers, be like oh we need to make a decision on this or you know they're afraid to date because they're like oh, if I made such a mistake then I can't trust myself to you know and I think that even setting like fitness goals as an example is it gives you like a simple thing just to trust yourself and I think that that's where confidence then starts building up yeah. because work she's not trusting that I have made a decision and I'm good and the thing is single moms we can trust ourselves you've trusted yourself to have your child mm-hmm. you trusted yourself to look after your child and nurture your child so you can trust yourself <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we just, I think it's like a confidence thing because I've I've been guilty of it as well I'm like oh I'm gonna do this and oh but what about if I fail you know so it's a confidence thing but I think what I what has worked for me is that I give myself grace number one cool. yeah and number two, I don't set myself like big, massive goals. I just do like little nuggets. Like, do you know what? I want to get fit, as an example, and I'm gonna do hundred squats um, a day. You know, I've seen people do like on TikTok. Don't go on TikTok too much, by the way, because no.
1: <laughs> <I don't, laughs> you cry. Know? Don't go TikTok for your fitness advice too much.
0: <laughs> like, because I was, I, I saw one girl. She was like, oh, I only do five hundred squats a day, and I was like, huh. I'm sweating over a hundred squats. Like I don't know how people and that comes back to the comparison thing again, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That is so true. Okay, so how then do you stop comparing then? When social media is just look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. How do you stop or how do you teach your clients not to compare?
1: Yeah, yeah, amazing. So well, we're all gonna do it. We're all we're all guilty of it. And it's 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 a habit that I think I don't think we'll fade anytime soon but I think the more that you going back to what you said about like just trusting yourself and being confident when you say to yourself I am going to do x and you actually do that and then you deliver that's when confidence comes and the more that you can be confident within yourself you don't need to look elsewhere because you kind of got those blinkers on and you think right I've got that goal to hit this is what I'm going to do and if you continuously hit that goal set another one hit that goal It's it's setting yourself these realistic goals and then actually taking action on them and actually doing the thing that you say you're going to do you build so much confidence that you kind of don't need to look anywhere else I think it's good for inspiration but I think you take away so much love and so much um kind of happiness from yourself when you're looking at everybody else because there's so much that you can give to the world as a mom there's so much that you know that you've got within yourself and your capabilities but the more that you look at other people you're losing that whereas if you keep on doing the things that you say you're going to do you get confident within your abilities so then it kind of happens where you don't you don't really look but like habit wise, I would say maybe if there's certain people that like you follow that you just constantly are like obsessed with that person in maybe an unhealthy way, I've said to my clients before, just, you know, unfollow them or, you know, it's not, it's doing your health more good if, if all you're doing is sat comparing yourself to that person and you actually don't feel good within yourself compared to looking at that person feeling inspired and actually going off and doing something and taking action on it. There's, you know, there's two different ways there. So I think don't follow people that are gonna actually make you feel like that and go back to everything that you have. This is what I've said to my clients before. Go back to everything that you've accomplished in your life that's just been you, that you know, nobody else that you've done for yourself and give yourself that little tick, you know, you've done that and give yourself that little gold star if you want it because you've achieved that nobody else. Um, And you never know, people, people might be looking up to you, you know, you've got to think that you've, each individual person has so much to offer the world, there's no person that's better than any other person, you know, and I think the more that you can understand, again, going back to the valuable lessons that I've learned about, you know, your own worth, the more that you understand your worth and the love that you have for yourself, the less that you will need to compare. Brilliant. No, I can't. Yeah, I can't add anything to that because you've said
0: absolutely everything. Um, I was gonna say that you actually have your fellow podcaster as well, and your podcast is called Single Mum Empowerment. Yeah. Please tell us a little bit about that. How you started it? Um, yeah, just tell the audience a bit about about your your
1: journey podcasting as well. Yeah. Okay. So podcasting was again. I know you love a bit of the vision board. Um, <laughs> so I had a vision board, and it was on there. But it was one of the things that I wasn't that confident in doing. I I knew I had to, like, I wanted to get my message out to more single mums. And I knew podcasts would be an amazing way to do it. But going back to that confidence thing, I was like, oh, can I do this? Can I not? And, like I said before, the only way to build that is to actually go and do the thing. (laughs) Um, So I started that earlier this year, actually. But. I I kind of I dipped in and out with it because I was I was having some um, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I was kind of in a bit of a not a dark place. I, I was I was in the middle of grieving for my mum. She actually passed away. Mom, yeah, so my sorry. rock, yeah. Oh. So what I did was I took that. Pain, and I actually climbed Kilimanjaro in uh, this year, um, twenty twenty three, January. So, it's... I did that, and I climbed it. So I did it for Marakiaori. Took us six days to climb, but it was amazing. Yeah, was you
0: amazing. are a superstar. What? The, not only a superstar, you are a hero. You uh, climbed the mountain what the heck, in six days?
1: Yeah, we did it in six days. Um, It was tough. It was really tough. But all the grief I was carrying and all these kind of, the hurt, because obviously I've lost that rock. Well, I haven't lost her. You know, she's with me all the time. But yeah. um, it was a really tough time. So the podcast and all my other things kind of had to go on hold. And I thought, I need to channel this. And the best way was to help any other families that are in that position raise all this money and obviously I went and I did it with a bunch of strangers who I've got quite a few friends out of it now which is amazing but yeah so I did that and and, and I don't mean this, but
0: what I was saying earlier about going for it because our kids are watching us like yeah. your daughter will forever know that her mom climbed like she she was experiencing something and she channeled the energy to something else someone could have been drinking, depressed, suicidal, you know, but that is such an amazing story, such an amazing story, I cannot, yeah, I think, yeah, that's just, thank you, Yeah,
1: yeah, I appreciate that, I appreciate that a lot, she did, she was a little bit worried actually, obviously she's, you know, we went through kind of four bereavements in the space of like five years, so she was worried, like when I went, she was like, what if you don't come back, what if you get hurt, and And I needed to show her that, you know, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to do, I can do this. I'm going to come back to you and it's going to be fine. And you can do these big things and it's okay. And it's, it's like showing her, like you said, that, that way. And um, yeah, it was really good. And then she's, you know, came back and she's like, I'm really proud of you, mummy. And I was like, oh, it was just so nice to hear that. Good stuff. So I was going to ask you as well, what,
0: final advice would you give to a single mummy listening that possibly would like some fitness coaching apart from contacting you obviously yeah uh, um, would like to to jump on the fitness journey and number one with the mindset and then with the body what what pieces of advice would you give
1: yeah amazing so what i've learned from obviously doing it for a few years is mums have some incredible determination when they know um what they want out of their fitness journey like health wise so I would my biggest advice is to to understand what role health and fitness is going to play in your life because I think people speak about motivation and maybe use the excuse of like I haven't got time or this or that and it's only when you can connect the dots where okay, if I actually focus on myself, I'm going to be less stressed. I'm going to have more energy. So that's going to channel into my child. So we're going to have a happier, healthier environment. When you connect that, you understand then how important health is in your life. So then you find a way, you know, you you, you do it. So if you're, if you're starting out, the first thing is would be to understand what role it's going to play and how it's going to affect your life. You know, because it's like anything. I think when you start in something new, how is it going to benefit you? What are the positives out of it? And if you start to list all the positives and the benefits of why you're doing this thing, that's can be a little bit tough. You know, it's not always easy, um, but that's how you keep going because you know the importance of why you're doing it, and especially as a mom as well, because children are a product of their environment right so if they're watching you take care and take charge of your health they are likely you know 90 percent of the time grow up well, and they do the same thing you know naturally I'll see like I went to the gym I go to the gym normally in the morning and the other week my daughter woke up and she's like can I come it was like half past five right can I come to the gym with you today and I was like yeah okay so it's just and they you don't have to push anything and it makes it a lot easier for you as a parent, you know? So but, linking linking the importance of it for sure. And then contact me but, because I can help you with your personal goals, obviously. That's where I was gonna get to. Where can people find you on social media to yeah. To yeah. So connect. I am obviously my podcast is a single mom empowerment podcast, and then I'm on Instagram, NLB underscore fitness underscore 18 um i'll say that slowly actually nlb underscore fitness underscore 18 so that's on instagram and facebook so and and you know what even if it's just to to reach out for my like chatting about the story or other people who i can help or it doesn't have to be health and fitness it can be anything my dms are open to to anyone you know so the more people i can help the better Thank you,
0: Nikki. I just want to say thank you so much for taking up the time and coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. You have been amazing. Your story has been amazing. The ability to overcome, the ability to encourage yourself (laughs) and the fact that like your decisions are trickling down to your daughter. It's just it's just wonderful. And thank you so much for what you are doing for the community because you're actually
1: giving back so yeah thank you so much for coming on thank you thank you for having me and right right back at you girl as well you're doing exactly the same thing so amazing thank you so much